Welcome back. The NFL regular season's over. It is playoff time, so this will be a pretty jam-packed episode going over the final week, week 18. Some surprising results here. The Packers do not make the playoffs, of course. Could it be Aaron Rodgers' last game in Green Bay? I'll speculate about that. We'll talk about coaches being fired, GMs being fired, who's being interviewed, and of course, we'll talk about the playoff picture, and I'll have my playoff predictions and Super Bowl winner um, later in this video. So I hope you guys enjoy. I don't know how long this will be, but I'll try to go through it relatively quickly. Leave a like always helps out, and let's get into it. So in week 18, there were a lot of uh, meaningless games, so we're not going to waste time going over those, but the Chiefs did wrap up the AFC one seed, no surprise. In the later game on Saturday, the Jaguars played the Titans and the winner would go to the playoffs. The loser would most likely go home. And the Jaguars got a last minute victory. It was a strip sack fumble by Rashawn Jenkins. It was recovered by Josh Allen, the defensive end. He took it back for six. And of course, the Titans, who were quarterbacked by Joshua Dobbs, had a lot of issues offensively, so that game was won in the final minutes by the Jaguars' defense. Trevor Lawrence did not play his best game. He missed a wide-open Zay Jones for uh, what would have been a touchdown, but I am excited to see the Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence playoff matchup. That should be fun to watch, so we'll see what happens in the wild-card round. The Buccaneers, they sat most of their guys for most of the game, so it didn't matter. The Patriots, they had to win to get into that final wild-card spot. They lost to the Bills 35-23. And the Bills, I mean, I don't know if it's like a DeMar Hamlin thing or whatever it was, but they played like this incredible game. Two kickoff return touchdowns by Naheem Hines. Um, and the Patriots, they still had opportunities. I mean, Josh Allen had a bad interception in the red zone. They fumbled a punt, but the Patriots and even Mac Jones, of course, could not take advantage of that. The one seed race was hilarious. I mean, the Texans were basically going to lose that game. They had a fourth and 17 and a fourth and 20, I believe it was. And the Texans somehow converted both. Now on the final fourth and 20 play, it looked like the Colts safety missed the ball on purpose. I don't know if that's true or not, but like if you could possibly tank a game, just look at the way the safety played that ball. It was pretty obvious, but whatever. He guy made a terrible play. The Texans somehow get down by one, go for two. They win the game 32-31. But in winning that game, the Texans did screw themselves out of the first pick. So now the Chicago Bears own the first overall pick, and the uh, Texans have the second overall pick. The Texans fired Lovey Smith, their head coach, after one year. So David Culley, Lovey Smith, each coach was given one year and they're gone. So the Texans, it's like the most unattractive place for a head coach to go right now. And we'll see who gets that job. It's still a head coaching job in the NFL. That's what people want. But that's what these coaches sign up for. But that is not a safe place to go right now. Dolphins, they make the playoffs barely with one of the worst games of the year. Honestly, Skylar Thompson outduels Joe Flacco, if you want to put it that way. The Dolphins win by five, 11 to six. I mean, it's just not a game you want to watch whatsoever, but congrats to the Dolphins. We'll see who plays quarterback for them next week in the wildcard game. The Steelers got a win, but they did not get help from the um, from the Dolphins. They needed Miami to lose, but they won, so it did not matter. But the Steelers won 28-14. I will say, though, I'm starting to change my mind about Kenny Pickett. Like I, For Kenny Pickett, I was never too high on him, but I feel like he's actually getting better, and his throws have looked very good recently. He hit Cam Hayward's brother on a great throw up the seam like he's been looking really good so maybe Kenny Pickett turns out to be something but for that team to go nine and eight it's pretty crazy I mean they were like three and seven at one point Mike Tomlin still remains over 500 for every year he's been a coach so that's also pretty insane the Chargers like morons they play their starters when they didn't have to I mean 
if Baltimore lost, and they played earlier, so Baltimore played at one. And if Baltimore lost, the Chargers would have nothing to play for. So Baltimore loses, and they knew by 4 o'clock, hey, we don't have to play our guys. But for some reason, Brandon Staley plays his starters against the Broncos. They A, lose the game, which makes it even worse, and B, they have like three or four injuries in that game to main guys on that team. The Chargers had Mike Williams get carted off the field with a back injury. He's had a history of back injuries, so that's not good. Joey Bosa left the game. I think Kenneth Murray, the linebacker, left the game, and I feel like somebody else did too. But yeah, just bad injuries for the Chargers at the worst time. I think Eckler left the game too, but he should be fine. But rough one there. The Eagles, they wrap up the one seed barely. They barely beat the Giants' third string players. So that was kind of rough to see if you're a Philly fan, but they did get the win by 6, 22 to 16. The Seahawks, they win a very exciting game against the Rams, a home game for Seattle. They missed a winning game-winning field goal in the fourth quarter, but they went to overtime. Jason Myers had another shot at it. He makes that field goal. Seahawks win by 3, 19-16. The Niners beat the crap out of the Cardinals. J.J. Watt's last game, he went out in style. The final month of the year, I mean, J.J. Watt was unbelievable, so the guy went out on a high note. He can definitely play longer if he wanted to, but I don't blame him for wanting to retire. The Cowboys lose by 20, 26-6. Dak had another pick six. He actually finishes the year leading all quarterbacks and interceptions, and Dak missed like four games. So that's pretty rough to see if you're a Cowboys fan, but um, we'll see what happens in that Dallas versus uh, Tampa game. That should be fun in the wild card. The Lions and Packers, the Sunday night football game. The Packers, if they won, they were in. The Lions, of course, could not make the playoffs because Seattle won their game earlier. If Seattle had lost, then the Lions, based on winning this game, would have made the playoffs, but they did not get help from Seattle. So unfortunately for the Lions, they don't make the playoffs. But for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, they are done. Their season's over. They lose 20-16. to It seemed like the Packers should have won this game. They had so many stupid plays. They ran a couple reverses that went for negative plays, even one on fourth down. Aaron Rodgers, he did get bailed out. He threw an interception, but there was a hands-to-the-face call on defense. Then he threw an interception later. So just not a good game from the Packers' offense, especially their defense could not get stops and key plays. And some of the offensive plays the Lions were running at the end were crazy. There was like a play where they threw a screen to Amon Ross St. Brown, and then he threw a lateral to uh, DeAndre Swift, and he almost ran for a first down like they were just playing with their food at the end but somehow the Lions do pull that off so you know Aaron Rodgers could it be his last game in the NFL or Green Bay I think definitely Green Bay I think he's done with the Packers I could be wrong of course he's still under contract with them until 2026 but I just feel like based on the way things are going I would guess this is Rodgers last game as a Packer so I could be wrong NFL, I don't know. I don't know if Rodgers wants to go out like that, but we'll see. He definitely has a lot of pride and a lot of confidence, but we'll see if Rodgers wants to go out like that. But we kind of got a, uh, you know, maybe a clue at the end of the game when one of the Lions rookies, Jamison Williams, went up to Aaron Rodgers and said, can I get your jersey? And Rodgers said, I want to hold on to this one. So, of course, he declined that offer. So, you know, maybe he kind of figures this might be his last game in the league or as a Packer, and we'll see what happens. But I don't know. I, I do hope Rodgers sticks around. I always wanted him to win another Super Bowl, but that seems like that's not going to happen at this point. But maybe he goes to a great roster next year and gets one. But we'll see what happens with that. But I would guess that Aaron Rodgers is done with the Packers. Let's go over the head coaches real quickly. So, of course, more guys could be fired as time goes on here. Some teams don't do it right away. I know the Giants, they waited last year with Joe Judge. So you never know, you know, what other coaches could be gone. But the Broncos, they fired Nathaniel Hackett during the season, week 15. 
They've requested to speak to a few guys already. Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, Dan Quinn, who I believe they interviewed last year, D'Amico Ryans, and Raheem Morris. So they're going for some defensive guys for sure. Then you have Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh. So we'll see what happens there. But I think that's a pretty good list of candidates. So I don't think the uh, Broncos can go wrong. Of course, you do want Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh out of those guys. And the number one thing is to get Russell Wilson back on track. And I feel like Sean Payton, like coming from that system where Drew Brees looks so good, I feel like Russ and Drew Brees, you can kind of compare them in some ways, especially now that Russ is older and doesn't run as much. You have a smaller quarterback, guys that can put great loft under the ball. They're accurate. So maybe they make that connection and maybe, you know, Sean Payton wants to um, inherit Russell Wilson as his quarterback, but we'll find out what happens there. The Texans, as I mentioned, they fired their head coach, Lovey Smith, after one year. I don't think there's any rumors about who's going to be their um, you know, next interviews, but we'll find out about that. But um, their general manager, Nick Casario, he stays on, so he survives another offseason here with the Texans. But when he took over, it was a tough job. I mean, they had like no draft picks. I mean, they had no first or second round pick. They just traded Hopkins. They just traded you know everybody, basically. So it was a tough situation. The Panthers, of course, they fired Matt Rule during like week six. So he's been out for a while. And Steve Wilkes, the interim head coach, went 6-6. Six and six. He was the former Cardinals head coach in 2018. He was a one-and-done guy during the Josh Rosen years. So rough time there for Steve Wilkes. But he definitely proved to be a pretty good head coach for the Panthers down the stretch. Maybe they keep him. They're going to interview him, Steve Wilkes, and Jim Caldwell. Of course, he was the former um, Lions head coach. I think the Colts as well. So I think I think he's been out of football for maybe a few years. But Jim Caldwell, they will interview apparently. The Colts, they go down with Jeff Saturday. I think he won his first game, Jeff Saturday, then like lost the last seven. And some of these Colts losses have been embarrassing. The one yesterday was terrible. Like they should have won that game like multiple occasions, but they lost. So if his goal was to tank, he did a good job. But yeah. Some of Jeff Saturday's coaching decisions and things like that were horrible. I don't see a way he's back as their head coach. The Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, just a weird situation, very weird situation. So before the year, the Cardinals, of course, they extend Kyler Murray. That's unfortunate because he tore his ACL, but they also extended their GM and extended their head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. And they fire them both. Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, less than a year later, they fire both of those guys that they signed um, under contract through 2027, and they fire them both. I, I just, that seems like malpractice. I just don't get what the hell went through the Cardinals' minds, but they have to pay those guys for a while. So that sucks, but definitely uh, they probably regret that. So it is what it is. No Sean McVay news yet. We'll find out about Sean McVay. There's been plenty of rumors about him not wanting to come back to a possible rebuild. So we'll see what happens with Sean McVay. He'll definitely have a decision to make here. The general manager spots, the Titans, they have an open spot here. And, you know, they have a couple in-house guys they want to interview. Ryan Cowden and Monty Osenfort, who was uh, previously with the Patriots. There's also a few other guys. Adam Peters, a guy I love. I want Adam Peters to get a GM job so badly. I wanted him on the Giants. And uh, Adam Peters was a finalist for the Giants job, but they gave it to uh, Joe Shane, who I've been very satisfied with him so far. So I feel like the Giants could not have gone wrong with that decision either way. There's Glenn Cook, the Browns assistant. Assistant GM Ian Cunningham, the Bears assistant GM, and some other guys I never heard of, but we'll see what happens with the Tennessee Titans GM spot. It could be attractive. You know, the Titans, they have a good coach. They have, uh, you know, just like a, a solid team. So that could be an uh, attractive place there for a new GM. 
Arizona Cardinals, they have an interview list already. Quentin Harris, Adrian Wilson, in-house guys. Of course, Adrian Wilson, the former safety there. I'm, I'm getting old because I remember watching Adrian Wilson play. Um, Ian Cunningham, his name comes up once again, the Bears assistant GM. Ran Carthorn, I think I've heard of this guy before, but he's the 49ers player personnel director, so we'll see what happens with him. And Adam Peters, and once again, Adam Peters is on that list. I think it's only a matter of time before Adam Peters gets himself a GM job somewhere. And Arizona, I mean, look, they could be heading down a pretty rough path here, but I could see a scenario where they get things on track relatively quickly. It may not be next year because Kyler will probably be out for at least half the year unless he has a really miraculous recovery from the ACL. But you know, next year might be one of those um, rough seasons for the Cardinals, but after that could be some brighter days ahead. But at least they have some assets. They have some pretty good young draft picks the uh, past few years. And of course, they can trade DeAndre Hopkins if they want to. So we'll see what happens with that. But those are uh, that's the news so far for the uh, coaches. I know the Titans OC got fired and there's been some other coordinator things, but we'll go over that at a different time. Now that we went through week 18 and some of the coaches and GM vacancies, it's time for the playoff predictions. So you're probably wondering why I'm wearing a different outfit. I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, you're probably not wondering that at all. But for the YouTube people, um, I did screw up my playoff seating. So I have to kind of do this part over again, but still the same outcome. But I want to make sure I do it correctly, you know, because people will comment, you did it wrong, you jackass. And I don't want to hear those. So you know what? We're going to do it the right way. So anyway, we're going to start with the wild card round. I'm going to have the... Chargers over the Jaguars. I think that's going to be a close game. I'm excited for the Herbert versus Lawrence first playoff game for both those guys. I think the Chargers have a better roster. Now, I do want to see who's injured and who's playing for the Chargers, but assuming most of those guys are healthy and Bosa and Kenneth Murray play and maybe Mike Williams, I mean, I do think the Chargers can win that game even on the road. So give me the Chargers over the Jags. For the Ravens at the Bengals, You know, I feel like the easy answer is just to take Cincinnati, but I'm going to give the Ravens a bit of hope if Lamar Jackson plays. If Lamar does not play, there's no chance in hell they win this game. But if Lamar does play, I do give Baltimore a chance. I think they might be sneaky good. Their defense ever since acquiring Roquan Smith has been very good. So there's a chance that Baltimore, based on their running game, assuming Lamar is back and having a great defense since the Roquan Smith trade, maybe they're a great playoff team. But if Lamar does not play, I don't think they have a chance whatsoever. But I'm going to take Cincinnati to be safe. So give me the Bengals over the Ravens. The Dolphins at the Bills don't know who the Bills quarterback will be. I'm thinking it's probably Teddy Bridgewater. It seemed like he was close to playing last week. I would think by next week in the playoffs, you know, being there, uh, must-win game. I'm assuming Teddy will be there. I I'm not expecting Tua. It's not impossible, but I'm not expecting that, obviously. But I will take the Bills, of course, over the Dolphins here. On to the NFC. Give me the Cowboys over the Buccaneers. It was tough. I did not know who to take in this game. Um, you can make very good arguments for both sides. And this is one of the rare cases where, you know, I've been a Mike uh, McCarthy hater for a long time. And, you know, I do think this is one of the instances where you can say that the Cowboys have a coaching advantage because I do not think that Todd Bowles is a good coach at all. So the Cowboys, 
they have a good defense most of the time. They can't have Dak Prescott throwing pick sixes, obviously. I'm hoping that they run the ball effectively in this game. We know Tampa's run D is not what it was in 2020 and 2021. So hopefully Zeke and Pollard have good games and just take more pressure off Dak. So I'll take Dallas, but I definitely could see Tampa winning that game. I kind of hope that happens, honestly. Um, for the Giants at the Minnesota Vikings, and this is not a biased answer. I really do think the Giants can win this game. And I'm like 50 on it and just me being a Giants fan I'm like you know what I'm taking the Giants I mean the Giants basically lost to them on a 61 yard field goal attempt last time they played in week 16 and you know the Giants made some mistakes that game so I do think if the Giants play better and more mistake free football which they have for most of the year there's no reason why the Giants can't win in Minnesota now if the Giants lose at Minnesota I'm not going to be shocked but I do think they have a chance they're only three point underdogs for a reason so give me the Giants there on the road for the Seattle Seahawks at the 49ers, I would love to take Seattle, obviously, but you know what? I don't see it happening. The way the Niners have been playing the past 10 games, 10-game winning streak, and even since Brock Purdy's been there, they have been untouchable. So I will take the 49ers. It's been a nice ride for Geno. We'll see if he's back with the Seahawks next year, but give me the 49ers. So on to these divisional rounds. So we have the Chargers at the Chiefs, an AFC West matchup. And I do think ever since Herbert's been the starting quarterback for the Chargers, they've given Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs some good matchups. But, of course, I'm going to take the Chiefs here coming off a bye. If the Chargers are fully healthy, I could see it. But it's it's a long shot. Like, it's tough to beat the Chiefs at home. And Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, blah, blah, blah. I just, you know, it's not impossible, but I just can't pick against the Chiefs. I just can't do it. I'm sorry to be chalky, but I just think this is how it's going to go. So, of course, there will be an upset somewhere, but I'm just not seeing it. Um, the Bengals at the Bills. I think this is the Bills' year. I really, I'm going to keep riding with the Bills here. I like the momentum they have right now. The DeMar Hamlin thing really brought them close together. They want to win for him. So it should be a great game. Bengals at Bills. I mean, we saw a quarter of it last time, of course, and then the unfortunate situation happened. But hopefully this time we see a full game of you know Joe Burrow, Josh Allen going back and forth. It should be fun. So I do think the Bills, though, will beat them like, I don't know, 34-30 or some type of high score. For the NFC side, it would be the Giants at the Eagles. This this is where I screwed up, by the way. I had the Giants moving on to play the Niners, which would be incorrect because the Eagles get to play the lowest seed, which would be the Giants. So I kind of effed that up. Anyway, the Giants would be at Philadelphia. And I actually, as a Giants fan, I prefer this matchup. Not saying Philly's easy, but I prefer to play at Philly than playing at San Francisco. I just don't think the Giants have much of a shot at San Francisco. At Philly, I could see a scenario where the Giants pull this off, but of course, I'm going to take Philly. Trying to be logical here. So I will take Philly. The Giants have not won in Philly since I think 2013. So it's been a long ass time. So anyway, don't expect that to change in the playoffs, but hopefully I'm wrong there. Cowboys at Niners. I mean, I, I don't see a way that uh, Cowboys pull that one off. They would have to play a flawless defensive game. Turnover free football from Dak. It's going to be a lot to ask for. So give me the Niners going to the NFC championship game. So that will give us in the AFC, the Bills at the Chiefs. Now, it's not actually at the Chiefs because due to what happened in the Bills and Bengals game from the DeMar Hamlin incident, 
they are playing this game on a neutral site. If it comes down to Bills and Chiefs, this will be on a neutral site. I do think they wanted to play this in Indianapolis, but the Colts refused for some reason, so they might play this game at Detroit or some other dome stadium somewhere in between those two locations. So we'll find out where they're playing this game, but it should be a neutral site. And I do think being in a dome definitely will benefit both of these teams, but I do think the Bills have a bit more of an advantage. So, you know, as I said, I think this is Buffalo's year. I'm taking them. I know they've lost to Kansas City in this same exact game in the past two years. The third time's a charm, hopefully. So I will take the Bills to beat the Chiefs. Chiefs here technically on the road but not really so and I think for the uh, Bills getting to avoid Arrowhead I don't even know what's called Arrowhead anymore but getting to avoid the Kansas City crowd and that atmosphere is big like playing this game at a neutral site I think is huge for the Bills or whoever the 2C would be so um, that is going to be big for them so I'll give me Buffalo in that game NFC Championship Niners at Eagles if this game was at San Fran, I would have taken the Niners. I think home field advantage for the Eagles is so big in this game because I feel like it's going to be one of those very cold games. If it was in San Francisco and it was like, you know, 60 degrees and it was sunny and blah, 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 I'd probably just side with the Niners. But I feel like playing in that very cold weather, it's going to favor a team like the Eagles. I don't know why I feel that way. Of course, I'm taking Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy. You would think by then the Eagles will be more healthy and the Eagles may have their confidence up if they're coming off a win against the Giants. So I don't know. I feel like Philly would win that game. But of course, I can see San Fran winning that. And my Super Bowl matchup, as you can see, is going to be the Bills versus the Eagles. And I have the Bills winning that. 27-20 to 20 is going to be my final score. Buffalo Bills winning that one. I would love for that to be the case. I don't want to see Philly win. Um, I like Josh Allen. I like Buffalo. I feel like everybody likes Buffalo. So maybe if you're not, maybe like if you're a Patriots fan or like a Dolphins fan or a Jets fan, you don't like Buffalo. But most people like the Bills. So you know what? I will take the Bills 27-20. Once again, I think this is their year. We'll see if that's the case. But anyway, leave in the comments your Super Bowl predictions. I do want to see those. But um, yeah, that's going to do it. I'm sorry for the late upload and having to redo all this crap at 11.30 at night now, but uh, I'll try to get some sleep tomorrow for work. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the video. We'll talk next week. Hopefully there's some more coaching news and some off-season buzz and things like that. We'll have stuff to talk about. Of course, we'll react to the playoff matchups next Monday, most likely. But I hope you guys enjoyed this video, and I'll talk to you guys next time.